And Clark's like, hey, well, <sighs> I guess I'll go then. Fine. Um, if you're not going to lift that, then I guess you have a point and I should just simply get out of your hair. Well, I, I certainly don't want to be killed you because of the kill order. <laughs> and Lex is like, oh, wait, but perhaps you could stay. Hello and welcome to Hour the Hundred podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 26-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere, and our fun fact for this episode is, if you could create an AI, what would you try and get it to do? I think that, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was what a lot of people would have clones for, which is just, mm. please go and do all the things that I don't want to do. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wonder if this AI, if, if this is an AI that you're putting, like, in your head, like Becca's trying to do. I would try and, like, train the AI to do stuff, like, do my job or something or stuff that I don't want to do, mm-hmm. and then that's when I get my sleep. Oh, yeah, So, yeah, like, yeah. I'll sleep, and then the AI will be, like, on and doing everything. Mm-hmm. And then at night, I don't have to sleep. I get to do whatever I want because I already slept during the day. Your body will be exhausted, though. (laughs) I guess. Well, during the night, I will not be... I will be sedentary. Yeah, I'll be sedentary. So it'll be fine. (laughs) I'm not out here going to clubs or anything. So I don't know. You're right. That's fair. That's fair. You're right. Maybe it's not very realistic, but I can't create an AI. So it's probably (laughs) fine. And my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 28-year-old television critic. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. If I could create an AI, I would absolutely make the standard reason that we all, like, in media think that AIs are made, which is to clean my house. Mm. I <laughs> I have a Roomba, and if I had a Roomba that cleaned my entire house and did did all the dishes and took the trash out and mopped my floors, I would be a happier person, I think. So that's what I want. <laughs> uh, today we have words to say about episode 307 of The 113. This episode will contain spoilers for all seven seasons of The 100. This episode is important because this is the first episode of television that Brittany and I covered together on a podcast. It's also the first episode that I officially started writing reviews for at Telltale. What an episode. So, what a time. Yeah. I also don't think that I've said on this feed yet, and if I had, and if I have, I apologize, but I got a dog, I got a puppy, and um, right now he's being chill, but that probably will not last. So if you hear any of his little puppy noises, that's what it is. And you're welcome. And you're welcome. Yeah. So as far as I can tell about the title, um, it's first of all about the 13th station, Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's basically a classic sci-fi trope of, like, 12 things within a secret 13th. Yeah. Right? That's all over this show, mm-hmm. and especially here. Um, and also the number 13 is supposed to be bad luck. And, like, clearly lifted from Battlestar Galactica. Right. And it's also about the, about Sky Crew, because they're the they're 13th, 13th clan. clan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I grabbed a couple of points that it said on the, the 100 Wiki, and also on IMDb, I cu- grabbed a couple of things. Mm-hmm. First of all, this is the first episode in the entire series with no Bellamy in it. Yeah. And the next one is the only, the... First one with no Clark. Yeah, it's really interesting because recently, I know, I mean, I know this was like years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. but this is interesting because recently on Riverdale, we got to the very first episode that never, that doesn't have any Veronica in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of crazy. Also, this episode has only three main cast members in it, which is one of the smallest like number of main cast members ever. Um, it just has Clark, Murphy, and Octavia. That's true because yeah. everybody else is like tertiary or guest star. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also, this was formerly the lowest rated episode in the entire series until episode 713. Gee, I wonder what happens in that I one. What happened there? <laughs> the, the two lowest rated episodes of the entire series are when Lexa and Bellamy die. Yeah. Do you think that, like, maybe you shouldn't have Jason done that? is stupid or something? I don't know. <laughs> I cannot. I know that we're already going to be talking a lot about some things that happened in season mm-hmm. six of this episode, but and I six, simply cannot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. Seven. Sorry. Lost has six seasons, and so the sixth one is always the last one in my mind. <laughs> but I simply cannot even think about what happened to Bellamy without getting upset. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about Lexa. So yeah, right. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> shake, handshake. Yeah. You, me, upset. <laughs> so we split this episode, obviously, into the flashback and what's going on on the ground. There's more stuff that happens on the ground and it's more relevant to the rest of the series. So we are starting with the flashback. And I did the summary for that. All right. <sighs> In a flashback, we see Becca testing her AI with her assistant, Perry. Bad stuff is happening. Chris gets on the video call to tell them that Allie has gone rogue and is sending bombs all over the world. Commander Cole McAdams runs in to say that it's getting worse and to get a hold of their families if they can. His wife Emily and daughter Sarah are on the phone for him and he tearfully promised to teach Sarah how to ride her bike before the phone cuts off and all the bombs drop. Becca understands that this was her fault. A while later, Becca actively injects herself with nightblood to become resistant to radiation and be able to receive the flame. Cole and Perry come in to tell her that Unity Day is happening, but they don't want to join the other stations until they get rid of her AI. She pleads with them that it will save humanity, but last time it destroyed it, so they won't take any chances. Becca refuses and locks them out. Later, Cole calls Becca and tells her that she's making a mistake. She's jeopardizing the entirety of the rest of the human race with this. She refuses to comply. Alpha Station comes on the radio and says they have 20 seconds to start docking. Becca says sorry and takes a pod down to escape. As soon as she's gone, they try to join the Ark, but it's too late and they get blown out of the sky. Becca lands on Earth and becomes the first commander, meeting the people from the bunker. It's such a cool setup that... I loved at the time, mm-hmm. and I loved up until season seven as yes. well. Yeah, uh, and then season seven ruined it. Yeah, genuinely. Like and season seven yeah. ruined so many other things. Right. So the first thing we see, Becca is testing the chip and everything, and this is ninety-seven years earlier mm-hmm. from where we are in the present. And like that's important to like the pilot, which is when we're mm-hmm. like ninety-seven years ago. Right. Blah blah blah. Yes. And we're like, oh. Yeah. Right. So we remember that it's ninety-seven years ago, and so seeing ninety-seven years ago, like years earlier, you're like, oh, okay. So we're about to see what happened here. Mm-hmm. So we are on day 128 of like her working on Alley 2 and it's still malfunctioning. I did just want to say off the top before we get too far into it that Erica Sarah is awesome mm-hmm. um, in this show and especially in this episode. Um, we don't get to see Allie this episode, but like having seen Allie previously, I think this is the first time that we see Becca and it's just like the difference between the two of them. Like it's just such a delight to see her portray both of them yeah. um, because they're so different. I agree. Um, she's also... She's just a great person. Mm-hmm. Like, we met her at Unity Days. And yeah, she was really nice. She's super nice and super fun. And I think she does a really good job of differentiating mm-hmm. Becca and Allie. Because they're completely different. And yeah. she's the same person, but... Yeah, I remember her once saying that, like, she specifically, like, doesn't breathe. Mm. And I can't remember if she also doesn't blink. I feel like I paid attention to that once and I did see her blink, so... But I know but, like, that she doesn't breathe. specifically mm-hmm. probably blinks less. Yes, exactly. She blinks less and she said that she doesn't breathe. Like, she only breathes when she's, like, not speaking or she wouldn't be on, cam- on, camera. on camera. That's impressive. Yeah. That's dedication. Yeah. So they're like, ah, oh, well, this isn't really working, so maybe we, we might have to start over. Hey, is it just me or are there some vibes between Allie and Perry, or there, I mean Becca. Becca there and are Perry. absolutely vibes. I know between for Becca a and Perry. fact, there's fan fiction of oh, Becca. Oh, for sure. And Perry. I remember when this episode came out. Like, like Claire immediately was like, that, "That's gay." Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, you're right. That is gay." Mm-hmm. I believe it. Thank <laughs> you. Um, which is why it's so heartbreaking when she just leaves her to die later. Yep. Yikes. So Chris shows up on the screen. He is the guy from the bunker. He's the one that Murphy saw on the TV. Mm-hmm. Says that Allie got through the black ice encryption. 
and she's out of the Faraday cage. So this was very exciting to me back in, huh, what year was this? I don't know. <laughs> Forever ago. 2016. 2016. Yeah. I guess it would have been, yeah. yeah. Early 2016. It was like uh, March. March, yeah. Is what I remember. Yeah. yeah. They said, happy birthday. We're going to yeah. create one of the worst episodes of television. 2016. Yes, it was my 21st birthday. <laughs> it was near my 21st birthday. It's like, it's not even like, it's simultaneously a good episode and also the worst episode. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. Because like, it's good. But also, the choices made for the narrative of the overall season were wrong. Yeah. If Jason walked into the room of the writers and said, you have to kill Lexa this episode, and you have to do it via a a stray bullet from Titus. Yeah. Then walked out. The writers did a good job with what they were given. Exactly. You know? Exactly. If he had just been like, kill Lexa this episode, then I'd be like, well, you ch- you picked a really bad, t- a bad mm-hmm. way to do it. It was stupid. Yeah. Um, but if he had been like, and it has to be a stray bullet, and it has to be from Titus. Right. Who was trying to kill Clark or whatever. Then they did a great job. But, yeah. you know. Like, and I think that, because um, in, in the immediate aftermath of this episode, Javi is the one who who wrote it. He did like a lot of like apologizing and explaining and like way more than like anyone else in that writer's room did in regards to what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he felt awful about having yeah. to have written this episode. So yeah, this... I forgive him. I don't forgive Jason and Kim. Yeah. And Javi uh, was a writer on Lost. And so I'm going to call this a Lost reference, even though it totally makes sense in context. Mm-hmm. So basically, a Faraday cage or a Faraday shield is an enclosure used to block electromagnetic fields. A Faraday shield may be formed by a continuous covering of conductive material, or in the case of a Faraday cage, by a mesh of such materials. Faraday cages are named after scientist Michael Faraday, who invented them in 1836. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite characters on Lost, he's probably in my top three, is named Daniel Faraday. And so since Javi wrote on Lost, I'm yeah. going to say that even though a Faraday cage makes total sense here, specifically saying it out loud makes me call that a Lost reference, even though Javi didn't write on season four when Faraday came in. That makes sense. A lot of the Lost characters have names from various like scientists and philosophers and, stu- and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Dan is named after Michael Faraday. So I love it. <laughs> I remember when I watched it for the first time and he said Faraday cage and I was like, oh. I was so excited. <laughs> so Allie is hacking the nuclear launch codes because too many people. And so she's like, okay, well, Chris, you have to destroy her. And he's like, dude, I did. I tried, but she locked me out. It's bad. And she's she like, got okay. Out. So she was like, all right, run a- away to the lighthouse bunker then. And Chris is like, cool. And then that's all we th- that we see of Chris. And it was a great explanation for what we had seen at the beginning of this season with Murphy. Yeah. So Commander Cole comes in and he says there are bombs coming from China headed to the US. Mm-hmm. So they open the window to watch. Like, not only is Allie a bitch, but she's also racist. Right. So that sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't love it. So the crew needs to contact their families because we might be all that's left, basically. And so they get Cole's wife, Emily, on the phone and also his daughter, Sarah, who got a bike. And will he teach her to ride it? And he's like, yes, of course I will. He knows that she won't make it at this point. He already knows. It's devastating. But the fun fact that I found was that Sarah was voiced by Jason Rothenberg's daughter. Oh, that's kind of cute. So the signal cuts out and then like, that's it. And uh, Becca's like, oh man, this is on me, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, uh, I've made some mistakes. Yeah. And so we sort of like zoom out on the station. And I really love how the writing on the station is revealed through shadows. Mm. It kind of like, like, as you're looking at it, it turns, and yeah. so the shadows go, it goes kind of, like, Polaris, and, like, yeah. that's kind of how you, I liked that. It's a dramatic The CGI reveal. is good. Yeah. <laughs> so this is two years later. Becca is injecting herself with the serum. I am a huge baby. I could never inject myself with something. I just couldn't do it. I, I, I totally could. Yeah. 
Good for I, you. I regularly, like, before I got my tattoo and a pandemic happened, mm-hmm. I regularly gave blood, so oh, I would yeah. have no problem. Doing it yourself, though? I think I could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have to do some research on, like, how finding a yeah. vein, mm-hmm. but I could totally stab myself. Ooh. <laughs> Not be me. So Cole shows up and he's like, no more, get away from that. And she's like, um, forget it, dude, I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Uh, she says that she owns the space station because later, as we get more and more information about Becca, because I think we got information about Becca even in season six in, like, Josie's flashback where mm-hmm. she had like that magazine that had becca on it right i think so yeah that's the first time that we learned her last name mm-hmm. so later we learned that she's like super mega rich and like uh raven was like reading her book or something yeah and uh yeah or or, or zeke was right somebody, oh right somebody yeah. one of them ha- he yeah, was zeke like had a big, crush on yeah, her yeah yeah. yeah 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 i do believe his name was miles jaw <laughs> whatever we can't be calling him zeke because that was taken away for some reason whatever so cole has finally learned the nature of her research because perry told him and she seemed really like betrayed by perry about mm-hmm. that um, well yeah because they're lovers yeah exactly she's like perry how could you and that's why i'm totally okay with just letting you die so cole's basically like i've been doing whatever you want for like two years and now i've learned that your ai ended the world which i already knew but then also that you're still working on it yeah which we don't like and we're going to be docking in two hours for unity day and it's going to be amazing and it's so that we can survive what you did Mm -hmm. it's your fault that this happened and so this is going to save everything it's going to start fixing things So I'm not going to let your AI have access to the only dregs left of the human race. Right. And Perry says she agrees with him. Because, like, they haven't been able to communicate with the ground because all technology on the ground was, like, wrecked. And they have no idea if people are down there. Yeah. Because they still don't know 95 years after this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She says Allie 1 didn't understand being human, but Allie 2 will. And it will be interfacing with humanity instead of working against it. She's like, do you think that the people that are on these stations or whatever are, like, smart enough to figure this out? Because is there enough food and air the last two centuries because Allie 2 is going to do all that for us. She's going to run the calculations so that we don't have to rely on people who make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I remember watching sp- particularly this part and being like <laughs> Jake Griffin rolling in his grave like, yeah. I told y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like she is right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But like no one has any reason to trust her. Right. Because exactly. she is the reason that they're in this mess. Yeah. And so Perry isn't convinced and tells Cole where the code is. But Becker refuses to kill it because she believes that if you kill that, then everyone else is dead. We're all going to be di- dead without this. And I'm like, that is very confident of you. <laughs> She's just very, very certain about this thing that she invented. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sure. And like, I, I guess she has the the reason to be confident in herself because she she created it, mm-hmm. I guess. And like, she is right, is the thing. Like, she's mm-hmm. absolutely right. It does end up working on the ground. But again, no one has any reason to trust you. Yeah. You if I was, if yeah. I was cool, I'd just be like, cool. Like, you, you think you're real hot crap, huh? Like, you should have, if you were going to do this, you should have done it in secret, honestly. Yeah. So they're going to take everything, including the hard drive, and Cole's going to go grab, grab something to floated in and Becca yells at them to get out Perry says that joining the Ark is their only hope and then Becca just locks everybody out mm-hmm. so the next time um Cole calls Becca on the intercom says that the American station is saying that China and Russia are threatening to not dock because Polaris isn't docking mm-hmm. so then we see she has like her scalpel and all of this like black blood so she's she put the AI into her own head now yeah I hope that it was ready. <laughs> I hope that your uh, your system was, was also prepared. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. She puts it in her head. She, like, puts her hair in front of her neck or whatever so no one can see it. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't she just say that she got rid of it? She doesn't then just doesn't tell them that, that it's in her head, you know? Just be like, yeah, you're right. I decided. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but it's probably, like, 
she would have had to like fake airlock something mm-hmm. or like had proof somehow that yeah. she got rid of it because if they just like if she didn't airlock something or didn't do it in front of them mm-hmm. and they would have no way to be like yeah okay i believe you you know yeah it's just like in all of your years of preparing this thing you don't have like a like model mm-hmm. that you made that you can just like put in a thing and yeah. or like a failed like, prototype. Exactly, a prototype is exactly the word yeah. I was looking for. And then you put that and you're like, here it is, swoop, mm-hmm. and then it goes or whatever. And then you're like, goodbye, all my research, and pretend to cry, right? <laughs> like, why not just do that instead of kill everybody? Yeah, I mean, it yeah. sucks also that like that she didn't yeet herself out fast enough. Mm-hmm. For Perry and Cole to just be like, okay, um, well, she left, so can yeah. we just join? Exactly. That's a, yeah. That's exactly. That's a note that I have even at the end of this scene when she like leaves. I'm just like, here's what you do. Yeah. I, this is my thing about the arc and everybody yeah. on there. You go onto the station. You let them dock. You go onto the station. You kill everybody on board if you need mm-hmm. to make an example of people. Yeah. You take the station, and now you have significantly more, more room and more, more oxygen. oxygen, more food for everyone. Yeah. Like, I was absolutely thinking about that, because then there's only two people on this station. You're wasting so much of your resources by blowing it up instead of just, like, killing the people on it or whatever. Like, and also, it's also just a really garbagey origin story, too, which, like, makes sense because this show is like, "Ah, oh, look at this hopeful thing. Just kidding. It's garbage. Yeah. Because then it's like, what were the two countries that were Uh, not joining? China China and Russia. Yeah, so then it's, like, uh, once again, which, like, this makes sense, though, the, like, American space station is, like, okay, if you don't freaking join our cult, then um, we'll kill you. So China and Russia joined under, like, fear instead of actual unity. Yeah. Which is garbage. Right. Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) So they're, like, okay, we have one minute or they're killing us, and Becca's, like, okay, start docking then. This is, (laughs) like, this is your fault now. Yeah. Uh, It's not not on me, it's on you. And they're, like, no, because your AI is going to infect the other station, and so that thing either dies today because we float it or it gets blown up with us. And Becca's, like, okay. (laughs) And Perry and Cole truly feel like they're trying to save the actual human race. And Perry says, dude, this is not how you get penance for what Ali One did. You're doing a bad job. <laughs> so Alpha Station says you have 20 seconds. So she packs a suitcase with all her stuff. And the commander's like, dude, you already killed like billions of people. Is yeah. it worth risking us also just to prove that you were right? Right. And so she's like, okay, sorry. Like she knows that she's leaving killing her friends and that's how like important her her work and her science is to her yeah and god that just that's like it's kind of heartbreaking it's crazy i can't imagine choosing an inanimate i mean i know it's an ai so she thinks it's like alive or whatever Mm -hmm. but an inanimate object and like a lot of work and time that you put into it over human lives that you've hung out with for like over like for like over two years yeah people who are like important to you also like do you feel that betrayed by them that you're just willing to murder them also like i know that like it's a long it's a lot of research and a lot of time and a lot of like all of this dedication and stuff that you've built and that perry perry's intention was to like get rid of even like your notes and your prototypes and everything but it is it did all come from your head yeah so if you you could have to chuck it at this point to join the arc then you could do it again Mm -hmm. like it would probably take you another like year and a half or whatever but you did this in in two years with like no help Mm -hmm. you could do it again i'm realizing like i really love becca as a character i think she's really really interesting and i've you know sort of been paying attention to her over the past like uh season three all the way to season seven like really enjoying learning about Becca 
Mm-hmm. But I'm realizing I don't think I like her as a person. Right. You know, I think she's actually kind of crappy. Yeah. Like, I would have been interested in, like, getting to know her more yeah. in, like, a prequel series. But then in the backdoor pilot that they put in season they seven, her. they immediately kill her, like, before she can even become Becca Promhetta. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of undoes the backstory that they mm-hmm. built with this episode and, like, the episodes before. And it... It sucks. Yeah. Like, instead of being the first commander, of being Promheta, yeah. she's just, she just has that title she, because she's, she's just a legend. The, she's the first person who had it in her head. Because, like, it, she she gets killed by... Cadigan? Cadigan and his, like, family, like, half of his family, like, the son and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they kill her, and then Callie takes it with her, and, like... We don't even know who the second commander is. Yeah. We thought it was gonna be Callie, but it wasn't. Yeah, and she... Because she doesn't, like, inject she's, herself with Nightblood or yeah, anything. Yeah, because she's she the just, first flamekeeper. Yeah. Does she not inject herself with Nightblood? I mean, maybe she does, but I can't... Like, she doesn't I think put that, it in her own head. I think that everyone who is out there has Nightblood, and then it's, like, mm. Grace who doesn't have Nightblood because she has to put on the suit to go out there and go right. Right, 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 right. So yeah, like, I don't know, it just, she doesn't have time to like build this legend and this society herself. Mm -hmm. And like, that immediately gets taken away from her and like put on these like new characters, which is like, great. I I love introducing new characters, especially if you're like creating something like this. And if I was actually interested in the backdoor pilot and like the spinoff and whatever, but you floundered even this origin story. So I'm not interested in the backdoor pilot because you messed it up so badly. Mm -hmm. So she opens a pod to escape and they're just going to initiate the maneuvers as soon as she's gone. So she goes and they're like, okay, hi, haha, we're in, please let us in. And they're like, lol, no, you took too long. And we need to set an example. So sorry, bye. (laughs) And they say, God rest your souls. May God help ours. And I'm like, well, God's not going to help your soul if you're a murderer. Right. And so Becca escaped in time. And yeah, like I said, I just really feel like it would have been smarter to kill everybody on board and just keep the station because then you have just more resources in general and more room for everyone. Like, yep. I don't know. You're absolutely correct. So in the last thing, we see Becca arriving at Polis. It says suit system radiation levels critical, but she has night blood, so she doesn't care. (laughs) So she removes her helmet because it's just like, it's fine. She's like, I can do this now. So then we see these people appear and she's wearing the command, Cole's commander suit. So that's why where it's a great reveal of like where Where the word commander Mm -hmm. comes from. Yeah. Um, and she says, hi, I'm here to help. And yeah, my next thing is like, this is a great reveal, but I'm really mad at what turned out to have happened to mm-hmm. Becca in Anaconda. Yeah. Um, then we see Becca's neck. It's the same as Lexa's and, but hers is like stitched up herself. Yeah. And so I had some stuff from the wiki about what happened in Anaconda to remind everybody. The people who meet Becca when she lands are part of the Second Dawn ground team scavenging through Polis's ruins. The team includes Tristan, Reese Cadigan, and Callie Cadigan. In this episode, Titus identifies the people in the drawings with Becca when she comes to Earth as the first Nightbloods. That one's interesting because they're not actually Nightbloods yet. Mm. Like she turns them into Nightbloods. Like Becca is able to turn them into Nightbloods and they do end up being the first Nightbloods. It's like when you, when he said this in season three, you think, oh, they already had Nightblood. But it's interesting that we learn in season seven that they are the first Nightbloods, Mm -hmm. but not yet. It's also like, uh, you know what I still don't understand? Mm. The system of killing off the people with this rare blood before they can uh, become of childbearing age Mm -hmm. because then you then it becomes more rare every generation yeah and no one's gonna be able to it's stupid this is stupid stupid. it's stupid in anaconda it's revealed that callie convinced half of the kids in the second dawn bunker under polis and some of their parents to take the nightblood serum becca brought with her and they departed after becca's death callie's group and the people they would meet and treat with becca's nightblood which they had enough doses for 2,000 more people, became the founders and ancestors of the Grounders. These are the first Nightbloods that Titus had mentioned. Okay, and that's the flashback. I love a flashback. 
I love a flashback. Yeah, it's a good flashback. Mm -hmm. It's uh, arguably the best part of this episode. Yeah, I would say so. For yeah, sure. it, it opens up the lore a lot in a really fun way that like eventually is trashed, of, mm -hmm. of course, as we've said. But it like at the time was super cool and a, like a great way to introduce all this lore. Yeah. Before we go into the present day stuff, we're going to talk about Patreon real quick. Uh, Patreon is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash theafficionados. So at the $1 level, you get early access to all of the podcasts. Uh, this one comes out a whole week in advance and most of the other ones do too. $2 gets you access to our Discord server. $5 is a 10% off discount code to shoppylux.com, which is where me and Brittany sell some really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And my personal favorite, $10 a month, gives you our Patreon-only podcast, OK Love You Hi, where we talk every two weeks for about 45 minutes about whatever we want um, and whatever you want. Mm -hmm. um, recently, we put out an episode that is about the aficionado's origin story and Brittany and Sam's love story. Aww. And this episode was mentioned because um, it was the first episode that we ever potted together. So, so true. Um, so that's Patreon. If you can't do Patreon, like I said, check, check out shopbelux.com. You can support us while also getting something cool out of it. And if not, recommend us to a friend. Uh, we'd really appreciate that, whether it be this one or any of our other podcasts. Even if that friend is you, if this is the <laughs> only one that you listen to, check out some of our other ones. We really appreciate that. Thanks. And Sam did the summary for the other storyline. Can't wait. Which is Lord. <laughs> yeah. So Murphy continues to suffer under Titus, who simply does not believe that Murphy was given an object with the infinity symbol on it, because surely the only thing that this could mean is, like, it's the holy commander symbol, and, like, how dare you find it anywhere else? Uh, it's certainly not a corporate logo or a simple figure eight. <laughs> Murphy repeats himself and says that Jaha said it's the key to the city of light and is trying to explain technology to Titus like a true millennial boomer conversation. He asks for more information about the computer program that ended the world, but Murphy just says that they lied about what happened on the Ark and said it was warring countries and that's all he knows. In the tower, Lexa gathers the clans for Ascension Day, which seems strange since no one is ascending today, but whatever. She says it's to honor the commanders who came before. But in the middle of her speech, uh, Samet comes barging in with Octavia and Change and he says he's seeking justice. He says he's got Octavia so she can bear witness to the crimes of Sky Crew, and Clark demands to know what happened because she has no impulse control. Titus explains what Bellamy did with the army and the village, and Samet begs Lexa to avenge them, and the crowd begins to chant, blood must have blood. Lexa is not happy. She takes Titus and Clark into her private quarters and demands to know why he would bring her such a thing on Ascension Day. Titus rants about how Sky Crew has rejected being part of the coalition and how they deserve to be taught a lesson because they're on the verge of starting a war. Lexa asks for Clark's opinion, but Titus says she's biased. Clark's like, yeah, I am, but I also have a point. <laughs> There's still good people in that camp and not everyone agrees with Pike. Pike is the problem, not all of Sky Crew. Back in the throne room, Lexa calls upon all 12 clans to create a blockade around Sky Crew and contain them. She wants to give them time to take out their corrupt leadership from within, and any Sky Crew on the wrong side of the line is subject to a kill order. If they take Pike out, then Lexa can welcome them back into the coalition with open arms. Samet doesn't think that that's fair because Sky Crew killed his whole family, and Lexa says uh, this is justice, and he's like, well, screw that, death to the commander, and he runs at Le Lexa to attack her, but Titus steps in and kills Samet. Weird reverse foreshadowing, but go off. Back in Titus's lair, Murphy gets himself unchained, but he can't escape the room. So he starts looking around at what he can use to get out, and he sees a crashed escape pod and connects the Polis Polaris dots. He's connected the dots. He's connected them. 
Yeah. In Clark's room, Clark talks to Octavia, and Octavia's like, damn, nice digs. And <laughs> Octavia asks why Indra wasn't with Lexa, and she's like, eh, she's not doing well, but we don't have time to talk about that right now. Clark says that she needs to talk to Lexa again, and Octavia's like, great, because that worked so well the first time. She leaves and tells O to stay there, and Octavia's like, yeah, right. Clark finds Lexa meditating, and Lexa's like, so you're mad about the kill, kill order, but how else am I supposed to enforce a blockade? And then Clark's like, okay, you got a point, I guess. Lexa extends an offer to Clark to let her stay on this side of the blockade, but before she can accept, Titus interrupts and says that it's time for Clark and Octavia to get the heck out of here. She tells him about her offer for Clark to stay and Titus is like, uh, can I speak to Alexa for a minute, alone for a minute? He then spouts some really homophobic garbage about how love is weakness and her being gay is making her a terrible leader and putting both her and Clark in danger. He brings up her ex-girlfriend and says that Clark shouldn't have to pay the price for Alexa's mistakes the way that Costia did. And then Alexa puts him in his place and reveals the violent way that Costia was murdered by Asgeta. She's sick of hearing from him about this and having him tell her that she can't separate feelings from duty. She tells him that she knows he means well, but to basically leave. He asks if he can make arrangements for Clark's departure and she says that that's up to Clark. Octavia goes to see Indra in the like suburbs of Polis, I guess, (laughs) but Indra is like super depressed. Octavia basically tells her to get over it and get up and come fight with her. Indra slaps Octavia, but Octavia puts her on her back and Indra thinks that that proves her point that she's too weak to join Octavia. Octavia's like, fine, we all die, but you can die here or die getting vengeance with me, uh, it's up to you. Titus goes back to his lair to find that Murphy has gotten out of his chains. Murphy attacks him with an old shovel or something, but he's so weak from being like tortured for several days that Titus pins him down pretty easily. Murphy says that he can tell him more about the space station Polaris though, so he lets him up. Murphy tells Titus that Polaris is part of their history too, and he connects their two origin stories and explains that Polaris was the only station that wouldn't join the Ark, so they blew it up. Murphy explains that the first commander must have gotten out and made it to Earth. Titus insists that they can't possibly be connected and knocks Murphy out. Octavia com- comes to see Clark and she's figured out that Lexa gave her the choice to stay. Octavia says they don't have time for this and that that they need her on their side. Clark is still struggling to decide whether or not to stay or go and Octavia says she has an hour to say goodbye. Clark goes to tell Lexa that she's leaving and Lexa immediately understands. It's both it's very soft and like understanding and forgiving. Lexa nearly tells Clark that she loves her and Clark says maybe someday that they can be together uh, when they no longer owe their people anything. Lexa uses the sky crew farewell to of may we meet again and Clark can't help but give in to her feelings for a moment and she kisses Lexa and the two of them fall into bed together. Later they're cuddling and Clark mentions that she really ought to get going. Lexa quiets her and Clark comments on her tattoo. She tells her that she got it on her ascension day and there's one circle for each novitiate. But there are only eight circles on her back and Clark's like, hey, what happened to the other person? Because you told me there were nine. Lexa doesn't want to talk about it though, so they just kiss again. When Clark heads back to her room to gather her things and leave to meet Octavia, she finds Murphy tied up like a gross little gift. <laughs> Titus comes You're in. Like, is this a cockroach? Ew. <laughs> oh, but it's got a bow on it. Okay, I'll just forgive it. <laughs> Titus comes in as she tries to untie Murphy and reveals that he has a gun. Clark just wants to leave with Murphy, uh, but Titus reveals that he's going to kill Clark and make Lexa think that Murphy did it. He starts shooting around wildly like a maniac. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that moment because Murphy's literally, Murphy like looks back like, oh, <laughs> but I wouldn't. <laughs> He starts shooting around wildly like a maniac and accidentally shoots Lexa in the stomach as she walks in. Clark goes into crisis mode and immediately starts trying to save her even though it looks pretty grim. Titus, knowing it's his fault, has already given up on Lexa and is just ready to cut the flame out of her back of her head instead of doing anything to help Clark save her life. He asks for Lexa's forgiveness and she makes him swear to never hurt Clark again. He promises and she accepts it and then tells him to do his job. Lexa tells Clark that her spirit will live on and Clark refuses to let her go. Outside, Octavia gives up on waiting for Clark, assuming that she has 
just decided to stay. Uh, as she walks away, she's joined by Indra, however. Upstairs, Lexa knows that she's about to die, and Clark re- still refuses to believe it, even though no one's really doing anything to, like, actually stop the bleeding or get the bullet out or, like, fix her in any way. Lexa tells Clark that she was right about life being more than just surviving, and Clark breaks down and gives Lexa the Traveler's blessing just before she passes away. Clark kisses her goodbye and closes her eyes. Titus pulls Clark away from Lexa as she grieves and flips Lexa's body over, and he slices the back of her neck open, and the flame crawls out like a little spider. He puts it in the Altoid can and then lifts Lexa's body to take her through funeral rites and begin the conclave for the next commander, leaving Clark and Murphy just locked in this room confused. Yeah. The end. Great. So, like you said, Murphy's still chained with Titus, and Murphy's like, I don't know anything about that thing, bro. I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, well, all the things that you're saying about it, Titus is like, all the things you're saying about this uh, is stupid. Yeah. So how did you get this? It's our most holy symbol. And he's like, well, it's a corporate logo. Um, and he's like, how dare you? Probably shouldn't have said that. Also, how do you know what the word corporate means? I mean, if you're on the arc, you know about capitalism because you can watch No, not Murphy. Titus. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> So he's like, oop, I probably shouldn't have said that. And he's like, no, 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 I dedicated my life to this, you jerk. <laughs> and he's like, bro, I don't know, Jaha gave it to me. Like, I genuinely don't know what else to say. City of Light, Woman in Red, Titus has already heard all of this. So it's mm-hmm. like clear that Murphy has given him the truth and he remembers it. Like he says, like, the woman who's not a woman, right? Like mm-hmm. they've had this conversation like they, they've over They've been and over here again. over and over again and... and- Titus simply does not believe Murphy. Yeah. And so Murphy says that he praised the garbage, which is absolutely iconic. And he's like, oh, no offense, of course, because you'll hurt me some more if, if I offend <laughs> um, And so he's like, okay, tell me more. And he's like, bro, I literally don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else you want me to tell you because I don't have any more information. Mm-hmm. So we go to Ascension Day, which is the day that's honoring all the commanders. And she's like, I will live on in one of the novitiates. So as far as I understand, this is just the anniversary of her ascension. Would it be the anniversary of Lex's ascension or like the first ascension? Mm. Because like, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's gotta be a holiday that they've celebrated for decades, I would feel like, not mm-hmm. just like since Lexa became commander. Because sure. then it changes every per time. person, yeah. yeah. Also, do they keep calendars? They're like, what year is this? Yeah. Like, How do you even know? They're like, we just guess. Like, I'm assuming they must since, like, mm-hmm. they have holidays, but... <laughs> well, I think that, like, I don't know about calendars, but, like, definitely, like, the days of the week and stuff have probably been passed down, you know? Because, like, if it was Cali and everything, they were here. I mean, yeah, like, obviously these people come from, like, this society that mm-hmm. we're living in, but I'm just wondering, like, how, how do they keep track of time still? Like, is mm. there... Is it is it just the standard calendar? Like, do they... Is that something that survived? Yeah. Is it more of, like, a seasonal situation? Like, I don't know. That's a good question. I do not know. So Summit shows up, and he's like, Titus promised we could come in here. <laughs> and Lexa's like, WTF, Titus, it's my birthday. <laughs> or, like, whatever, <laughs> you know? So they have Octavia prisoner, and he says that he comes seeking justice. And so later, he's like, what? Is this revenge? And she's like, no, it's justice. That's what you freaking asked for. Yeah. You asked for justice, so that's what I'm You didn't ask for vengeance. So Titus tells everyone about the attack on the village. Summit says, please avenge us because you didn't do it last time. And people are calling for it, but she doesn't answer. And Octavia sees Indra hiding. Mm -hmm. So privately, Lexa is pissed at Titus for bringing this up on her birthday. Honestly, so rude. Mm -hmm. It really is rude. Yeah, it is. Like, super rude. You you also, you're one of her subjects, and you're supposed to be, like, her closest subject and, like, her, her most trusted like did she advisor. die on her birthday i mean i guess it's, it's not i don't it's know technically it's not her birthday, birthday yeah, but I she know, died but on ascension day which is a day. 
really trash. If it if it was the um, oh, I was about to say um, if symmetry? it was her like if it was the anniversary of her ascension, it would be mm-hmm. funny because I was like, I guess they have to go through the conclave and everything still. Mm-hmm. But that'd be funny. They'd be like, oh man, we don't have to rewrite the calendars this time. <laughs> the ascensions on the same day for these two people. So true. So Titus is like, dude, this is not my fault. It's your fault for not taking revenge. It's proof that blood must not have blood didn't work. So you need to do something. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to ask Clark. And he's like, yeah, because Clark's going to be unbiased about it. And Clark's like, you know what? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Clark's like, yeah, uh, you have a point, but I'm still going to I'm still gonna say my thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want to save them, but not everyone agrees with the crap that Pike is pulling. Like Kane, like Octavia. And Titus makes a pretty good point where he's like, your people didn't vote for Kane. Yeah. Clearly the majority isn't with Kane, though. Exactly. That is a that is absolutely a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but then that borders on like the the thing that we have like in reality where people write off like red states just because yeah. there's a gerrymandered red state majority mm-hmm. that gives us people like Ted Cruz, even though there are still like just slightly under the majority amount of people who disagree. Yeah, exactly. So Clark says we should give them time to think about their choice and fix it. And they're like, oh, do you think your people will take Pike out themselves? And Titus is like, no, they won't. They're going to instead use this time to think of more attacks. You have to attack now or you're going to lose the coalition again. And Lex is like, hey, hey, guys, shut up. Hey, uh, bite your tongue. So she goes up and she addresses everybody and she's like, okay, we will march on Arcadia. We're not killing them. Yeah. But we are just not going to let them out. We're going to give them time to take out their terrible leaders themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a thing five miles outside of Arcadia and anyone who crosses the line can be killed. And Clark, Clark and Octavia are like, ah, oh, that's me right now, though. But, uh, but I don't want to be killed and I don't want my people to be killed. That's actually not my thing. But Lexa, like, not to. L- later Lexa's like, how else would you have me enforce this? And I'm like, she's completely right. Like, yeah. if if all that people get is a like good bonk on the head when they mm-hmm. try to escape, they're, they're just, just gonna, gonna go going. until they like get through with enough bonks on the head. Like, it's yeah. it, she has to have a killer. Yeah. So Sema is like, how is this vengeance? And she's like, it's not. It's justice. And that's what you wanted. <laughs> so he's like, bro, Skycrew killed my whole family. Why won't you protect us? And so Semit calls for death to Lexa. And so Titus kills him. And he's like, hello, Lexa. Blood must have blood. I just did a murder for you. And Titus is like, hi, I still protect you even when you betray me. You see? You see what a great guy I am? <laughs> Get out of here. So Murphy gets his cuffs off, but the door is locked. God, is there just so much blood on this man? Oh, he has been beaten nearly to death. Yep. Real scraggly. So he sees the Polis Polaris thing and he puts it together. And from last episode I was kind of under the impression that it was like only the chancellor knew about this like it was like not necessarily common knowledge because he was like said something about how like well you good thing you asked me because I'm the chancellor here are all the things that I know about it right mm-hmm. but then Murphy knows the exact same amount of things about <laughs> it you know but whatever so I guess it is common knowledge and Honestly, all of these like Murphy scenes are great transitions to the flashbacks. Oh, yeah, they They're really very are. very good transitions. Mm-hmm. It works very well. Yeah. So Octavia sees Clark's room and she's like, oh, I see. Why did you want it to stay? Because you have such fancy digs. Mm-hmm. Get it. And Clark's like, oh, stop it, you. <laughs> like, oh, you're living in the life of luxury. Yeah. And Clark's like, oh, this is, this is, oh, fun. Oh, don't, don't talk about what? it. <laughs> so she's like, are you okay? And Octavia asks about Indra, who's not doing well. Clark needs to go talk to Lexa. And Octavia's like, yeah, you did talk to Lexa. And now there's a kill order on us. So I don't love it. Yeah, like freaking great work bud yeah so clark's like listen everyone wants a war everyone wants a war except except she's protecting us <laughs> so chill out um and octavia's not surprised that clark is defending her because i guess octavia knows that she has a crush on her or something 
<laughs> and so Clark's gonna go do it. And she's like, wait here. And Octavia's like, ha, no. <laughs> so she leaves. <laughs> Imagine telling Octavia, stay here. No, that was that was child Octavia who sat under the floor. She does yeah, not do she, that. She she simply does not listen to this kind of demand. This Especially from some from like a peer. Yeah. Like she already doesn't respect authority figures mm-hmm. because of her childhood. Yeah. But why would she respect someone who is basically on her level? Right. Try being Indra and then tell her to do something yeah. and see if it works. Exactly. So we get to Lex's room. She's meditating and she's like, hey, uh, someone tried to murder you and you're and you're chill. And I'm realizing that she was probably talking to all the previous commanders. Yes. Oh, for she sure. She wasn't actually like, she was meditating, but that's what she was doing. She was talking to the other ones yes. and asking for their advice. Uh, Yeah, that's very heavily the implication. Yeah. So she's like, she can automatically tell that Clark is mad about the kill order, but like, what else was I supposed to do? <laughs> Which is totally fair. Yeah. And Clark's like, okay, well. <sighs> <laughs> I guess I'll go then. Fine. Um, if you're not gonna lift that, then I guess you have a point, and I should just simply get out of your hair. Well, I I certainly don't want to be killed you because of the kill order. <laughs> and Lex is like, Oh wait, but perhaps you could stay. Um, perhaps. And Clark's like, oh, perhaps, perhaps you insist. If perhaps you insist. I could make an exception for, um, for my, my trusted <laughs> sky pretty, pretty crew. Girl. For my trusted sky crew advisor that I totally don't have a crush on. Yeah. Like, it, it is a good, um, political alliance yeah. as well to have mm-hmm. Clark there. But, like, also, no. <laughs> yeah, Clark's like, I guess I'll go. And she's like, not you, silly. You like, can stay. You don't have to go. Like, it, like, it, on the surface, it absolutely is a good political move because like sky crew should kind of have representation there yeah uh to not get completely like talked over but also lexa wants her to stay because she likes clark yeah so titus barges in and it's like hmm for some reason i feel that titus wouldn't be into this idea and (laughs) titus is like hello yes i have arranged for you to get the hell out of here clark um so that you don't die through the kill order goodbye now (laughs) to lou get on that horse and uh get going yeah he's like one of our fastest horses and i'm like so if you send her with your fastest horse do you ever get the horse back or does she just have a real fast horse? right does she does she just get off at uh (laughs) at arcadia and And it just comes smack the horse on the ass and it gets going back So she's like, oh, listen, Titus, I asked Clark to stay here as my guest. And Titus, instead of saying anything else, just goes, may I speak to Alexa privately, please? (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, listen, please remember what I taught you. Like you, to be the commander is to be alone. Like, dude, you're married to your job. Your feelings for her put you both in danger. The same thing happened to Kostya and she died. And Alexa was like, that was my fault? I was gonna murder her. Yeah, Alexa has a really good point. Like, another thing that makes me angry about this episode in retrospect, but also, like, I guess makes sense because, like, people, some it, it is shaped in the way that Titus is the villain. Yeah. Like, it is delivered in a way that says, I am saying bad guy things because I am the bad guy. Yeah. But also, it's something that, like, gay people have to face all the time, which is, like, your love is making you weak or, like, wrong or, like, it's the thing that's wrong with you is you having feelings for this person Mm -hmm. and it's it's just it comes off as like blatant homophobia of titus and like if if she were in a straight relationship he would he could probably still say the same things or whatever and it wouldn't be homophobia but like because it is queer it reads in a way that is very like something that queer people have had to hear in their real lives and had 
traumatize them. So it's like, ooh, that's a yeah. little bit much, sir. Yeah. And I, I like that Lexa like draws a line and like yells back at him and is like, hang on a minute. Yeah, I, yeah, because originally every time you call Titus homophobic, I'm like, I don't know, because I think that Titus would say the exact same thing if it was a man, you know, it would still mm-hmm. feel feel the exact same way. But I now I understand what you mean. Is right. It's not necessarily that Titus doesn't like that she's with a woman or anything. Right. It's just that the writers are trying to skew it that way so that it, so that they're, they're trying to make a statement. Right. And like it, it, it definitely reads as Titus being the bad guy and like this is bad guy things but like although it's still... I do have to say sometimes Titus has points sometimes <laughs> not about this but sometimes yeah on like on rare occasion mm-hmm. but yeah like it I don't know it just reads as something that is traumatizing to queer people mm. in general so she's like as get a murdered Costia delivered her head to my bedside and I still let them into my alliance mm-hmm. so I'm sure you can understand that I am totally capable of separating my feelings for something and my duty to something and mm-hmm. I I have shown that. So I need you to stop talking to me like I'm an idiot. Yeah. He really, a lot this episode and like some of the episodes leading up to this, like speaks down to her in like really like condescending ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad she finally like takes this moment to like put him in his place. And she's like, I'm the one in charge here. I am plenty capable of like doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And you need to like watch your tongue basically. And like, she also makes a great point with like saying that horrible, horrible thing that, that Asgeta did to her and the fact that she was able to let them into her alliance instead of just like uniting the other 11 clans to like take Asgeta out. Yeah, which Shade Hedda would have done. Mm -hmm. Had to bring up Shade Hedda, you know. (laughs) So Titus is like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. That's totally fair. I did not mean to offend you. And she's like, yes, you did. Mm -hmm. You like offending me. (laughs) (laughs) But I understand what you're trying to tell me. It's up to Clark whether or not she wants to stay. Yeah. So Octavia goes to find Indra and she basically wanted to honor Indra and Indra's saying there is no honor here. Octavia asks for advice and Indra just tells her to go away and she calls her Sky Girl. So she's turned on on Octavia based on the fact that Sky Crew killed basically every single person she was with. Mm-hmm. except for her even though she knows that it wasn't Octavia who was there or did that right she's sort of turning towards just lumping her in with all of Sky Crew yeah and so she's like I'm going back to fight my own people my own brother and maybe if you said something if you gave me like a nice speech <laughs> it would help me and so Indra slaps her Octavia fights back and pins her to the ground and Indra's like oh my god I'm so weak that even you can defeat me <laughs> and she says that she wishes that she had just died on that field she wishes that Bellamy would have like wouldn't have stood up for her and they had just killed her yeah. And Octavia's like, listen, you can die here feeling sorry for yourself or you can come back with me and try and get revenge and it's up to you, bye. I think this is another thing that like in the context of the show is fine. Like it comes off as like a survival demand, I guess, and like a m- sort of mode. But it's also like in reality, like Indra has very understandable reasons for like falling into a depression at this point mm-hmm. and like Octavia saying well just get over it and come fight with me isn't something that would work in reality right that's totally fair so like I guess yeah again in the context of the show it's it's fine you you're in a survival state and you have to make choices that keep surviving or uh just waste away yeah and, and when and you know later when they come back in together and they're like walking together away you're yeah, like, yeah. It looks like badass and like you're like really proud of indra for like getting past that and being able to like come back to who she is but it's also like out of context it's like oh just get over it just get over it <laughs> yeah it's like not super helpful yeah so titus comes back to the it's like the cathedral almost kind of <laughs> like the shrine the temple sure yeah temple and finds murphy's gone but then murphy is just hiding <laughs> so he attacks <laughs> 
But Titus wins because Murphy's basically, like, emaciated by all the things that have happened to him. Yeah. So Murphy says that the chip has something to do with Polaris, and he explains all the stuff that he knows from being on the Ark. And Titus is like, well, you'd say anything to stay alive. And he's like, that's true. Dang, you're right. But I do know stuff about Polaris. I'm not just saying that. Yeah, and I didn't know it before, like, 20 minutes ago because I didn't see the side of this thing. But now I do. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't lying before. You just didn't give me all the information. I just didn't know. <laughs> so Titus says that their stories don't intersect. And it's like, um, yes, they do. <laughs> it's just deeply naive to think yeah. that they don't intersect. Because, like, all, you're, you're the same species, my guy. Yeah. It's not like Murphy is an alien species that came from a different planet or something. You're, all of humanity's yes. story. <laughs> All of humanity's story, like, is rooted in the same thing. I mean, even even the, the aliens are came from Earth. Yes, So, exactly, like, yeah. it's all rooted in the story of humanity. It's just different branches of the story of humanity. Like, yeah. it's naive to think that they don't intersect. Yeah. So they look on the pictures on the wall and, like, the end of the world. My ancestors went to space. Polaris got blown up because they wouldn't join. And so this person must have gotten out. It's Becca Promheta. She's surrounded by the first Nightbloods. And then, yeah, like we said, in Anaconda, it seemed like she hung out with them. Like, like she taught them what the chip. <sighs> was yeah like, like we got answers in anaconda but like from seeing this for like years and years and years <laughs> we thought that she had hung out with them for so long that she had like really been there for been a lot the first of it and like really built the roots of like what grounder society is and like created that like foundation for them to have this society now and it's not true. It's just so disappointing because I feel like what they did was they genuinely thought that this pilot was going to get picked up and Erica Sarah couldn't do it. So they had to get rid of Becca. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happened. I genuinely do. And I wish that they had had the foresight to be like, for, for Jason to be like, everyone hates me. And so no one's going to pick this up. Yeah. Um, and so let's just tell the story that we want to tell. I would never want to lose the Anaconda episode. I think it's mm -hmm. so important and it's so interesting. But if we hadn't been worried about if Erica Sarah could do the the new series, I feel like it would have been a completely different episode. Then we would have gotten to keep Becca. Yeah. Like I I do like that episode in respect to like Callie and Cadigan and that mm -hmm. whole backstory, but it, it's supremely disappointing to lose Becca. Uh, yeah in the way that we did. And like, again, it's another sort of similar to this episode in that it's a good episode, but it's a bad episode. Yeah. So Murphy's like, oh, she's like us. She came from the sky. And Titus is like, no, she isn't. Man. And like, not, not <laughs> again. So Clark's back in her room and Octavia's like, uh, so you're staying? And Clark's like, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. And uh, Octavia's like, we both know that Pike won't obey the blockade. So we have to stop him before more people die. Mm -hmm. And Clark's like, well, what if I can do more by being here? And Octavia's like, you can't. Like, it's more important for you to be there yeah you have one hour and if you're not with me then then you are not who i thought you were and it sucks because this clearly ends up being a miscommunication yeah like octavia has no way of knowing that a crisis has occurred upstairs yeah. and clark can't come down until um, indra does indra hear like the the conch horn that says that that the commander is dead and yeah she does that? in like the in an episode or two from now oh, okay or like that the conclave has been called or something yeah like that. but that's a few episodes away i think yeah because we still have to do the like whole Arcadia episode right but it's it, it's just difficult because like it's a classic like tv miscommunication where you're like oh god no oh yeah because Octavia's gonna be pissed at Clark because Clark didn't show up and she's not the person that she thought she was and like she but like Clark had every intention she says multiple times like even after she goes to tell Lexa oh God, I probably and she go. like stays with Lexa she's like I have to I have to leave and I have to go meet Octavia so we can like get out of here and stuff and then Lexa gets shot and Clark can't leave yeah like she has no choice but to stay and like try and save her and like witness what's happening but Octavia there's no way for Octavia to know that because it's it's the apocalypse and they don't have cell phones and Clark mm -hmm. can't just whip 
about, uh, hey, um, my girlfriend commander is dying. Yeah. You go on without me, but I'll be, I'll catch up later. Yeah. The problem also is that she can't just like send a sentry and be like, hey, can you tell Octavia to wait a little bit? Because then like she's not going to get there fast enough. And then Octavia is subject to a kill order. You exactly. Know? <sighs> so Clark goes to Lexa. Lexa can already tell that she's going and she's not even upset because you have to get back to them because you're people because they're your people. And mm-hmm. that's why I, you're you. And you're like, ooh, she was about to say something. (laughs) It's very clearly like Lexa almost saying I love you. Yeah. They rewrote the finale of this episode to like ADR Clark saying I love you. But Lexa just says I'll always be with you, which Uh is like also very good. A very good response. But I wish that they had at some point let Lexa say I love you to Clark. Yeah. Um, Like even if it's implied. Still. Like please say it. Yeah. So Clark says maybe someday we'll meet back up when things are chill and we can we can just be people. And I'm like, although if she's not serving her people, she's probably dead. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe someday is such a gay trope because they also use it in um, Person of Interest with Root and Shaw, Mm. which I love. There's a whole like, I'm sure there's a parallel gift set because I am like conjuring it in my head and I think I've seen it before of shoot and Clexa. However, she did make that rule that it could be taken out of her if like there was a vote or something. Right. So like without her being dead. So like maybe someday. I wish that the show had decided to explore something like that. Yeah. I remember a lot of like theories at the time of like alternate ways that they could have written Lexa out and like had the flame taken out and had this big reveal to Murphy and Clark that she's got an AI in her head was like the main one was that like there were multiple threats on her life and the coalition was falling apart. So she had to fake her death Mm. and then go on the run. So that way Alicia's off the show. But she's not dead. But she's not dead. And there's always like that possibility to bring her back. But they were like, no, she's dead. Dramatics. It worked for us really well when we killed Finn. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do it again. Yeah, and but everybody loves Lexa and everyone hated Finn. Exactly. They didn't take that into account. Yeah. So Lexa says, maybe we meet again. And Clark is like so struck by her doing that. She's like, ooh. And so they have to, they have mm-hmm. to go kiss about it. Like it's it's really soft. Like the, yeah. uh, and it's it's also like a really, it's an olive branch, yeah. I guess, after what all they've been through that she says, may we meet again. Yeah. And like, it's Clark like, or it's Lexa, like, appreciating Clark's culture. And, like, I, I understand why... Because Clark, again, like I said in my summary, has no impulse control. Yeah. So she decides to kiss Lexa, and then things happen. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like you paid attention, you know, to, like, what mm-hmm. I care about, and so it's nice yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's really it's, nice. It's like that one uh, episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where it's revealed that Jake started reading Harry Potter because Amy loves Harry Potter, you know? <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's nice things. Yeah, it's like, it's a little thing that, like, you didn't have to do this, but the fact that you did makes me know that you care about like my life and my personal like yeah. experience. So they go to the bed and they do stuff and there's this <laughs> moment that I think is like pretty iconic where Alexa is like lower than Clark even though she's mm-hmm. the commander. Yeah. You know? So like that was like a And like Lexa like, is crying. Yeah. Yeah. It's very it's a moment of vulnerability for Lexa which is a common thread actually in the moments that they kiss because in even in their first clip kiss Clark is the one who like deepens it and Lexa is very like timid and like just like this is the way that I am letting you know that I have feelings for you and Clark is like oh I like this yeah and and Clark again takes takes the lead here yeah I also I like the moments that Lexa can sort of like let go because I know how hard her job is you know Mm -hmm. and so it's like nice to see her sort of just be able to like to show that vulnerability in a safe way yeah and just like be able to like have a sigh of relief and just like have a nice time Mm -hmm. and just like sit and hang out for a while because there's just like so much 
to do all the time and there's so much on her shoulders all the time. Yeah. I totally agree. So they're in bed together and Clark is like tracing her tattoos and Clark's like, Boo, listen, I do have to go. And she's like, uh, shut up. Say, <laughs> like, do you? So that does tell us that it's been less than an hour. Yeah. In this little jump. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't you have to like pack or something? Like, <laughs> probably get that done. I can't imagine she has very many things though. Yeah, like she true. came here as a prisoner. Yeah. She just oh, has the clothes true, yeah. on her back. <laughs> um, Rowan's like, that was part of the present I sent you with Emerson. <laughs> oh, a nice wardrobe yeah. and some things to like have. <laughs> so she got this tattoo on her ascension day it was she got a circle for every nightblood that died so that's not necessarily all the ones that she killed herself but just the ones that died Mm -hmm. in the conclave because i think it was sort of like a march madness type thing right so she didn't necessarily kill all of them seven circles but there were nine novitiates so so luna we know is the one that ran away correct and so I think Luna said that she killed her brother, right? And that's why she ran away. Yes. Yeah. Her first like pairing was against her brother. Yeah. And she had to kill him. And then once she'd done that, she was like, ah, I'm not this. doing any of the rest of this. Yeah. Goodbye. So Clark starts asking about it, but she doesn't want to talk about it. So they just keep kissing about it. <laughs> and I'm like, do you have time? Yeah. yeah like, I'm like, get going. Man. Like, I support you. But also like, do you have time? Yeah, she like gets back to her room and she's like, time to go meet Octavia. Oh no. Yeah. So she's she- like, I'm going to use uh all 59 minutes of the ones that yeah. I have and I'm gonna use the last minute to go downstairs. Yeah. You know Octavia's like downstairs looking at her like totally. Her sundial. Yeah. Her, like her, her uh, in- non-existent watch being like she's probably banging Lexa right now. <laughs> she's like for God's sake hurry it up. <laughs> so Murphy's tied up in Clark's room and she's like what? Like she hasn't seen Murphy in months. Yeah. And she's automatically like, uh, Murphy? Bro, are you okay? And so Titus, who is a total creep, just, like, hiding in her room. Just standing in the corner with his, like, space gun, and he's just like, <laughs> Titus hello. could have gotten away with it if he hadn't been like, hello. Like, he's he, like, he, like, just do it then. He does the classic villain thing, which yes. is, like, explain his monologue. villain mo- monologue plan. Yeah. And then instead of, like, having a clear shot and just shooting her, yeah. he messes up. Mm-hmm. So like he's like, idiot. hey, he's alive. It's fine. I didn't pull an Asgeta and deliver your friend's dead body to your room because, <laughs> I, you know what, I've seen people don't like that. Yeah. So Clark goes, what would you, what did you do to my friend? So catch me crying about her calling him her friend. Aww. That means a lot to me. Like, I, you know, I remember when, when I watched this for the first time and I was like, I'm, this is very, this is a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I think that Richard has said that if Murphy had like been conscious and he wakes up pretty much immediately after that, but mm-hmm. if he had been conscious to hear her calling him her friend, he wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. <laughs> like he would have been like, what? Ugh. Gross. I'm um, not, we're not friends. So he, I just know her. So he pretty much immediately wakes up. Yeah. Right. And I don't even know her that well. Like, Keep yeah. asking me questions about her and I just don't know. <laughs> so he woke up from hearing him being called her friend and he's like, ugh, I guess. Uh, Are you sure about that? <laughs> so Titus is like, he was caught stealing from people. So I have him. <laughs> and so she tries to help him, but he threatens her with a gun and he's like, hey, sorry, I have to kill you. And he's like, actually, like, genuinely seems to be actually sorry about it. But I'm like, if you're that sorry, just don't do it. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm just looking out for Lexa. And Clark's like, dude, I'm literally about to leave. Like, mm-hmm. I will take Murphy and I will be gone dude i like i'm about to go and he's like she's never gonna do things right while you're still alive and she's like okay well titus she's gonna know that it's you and he's like no she'll think it was murphy because he's a sky sky crew dude with sky crew gun and it'll be him. and i'll just frame him and then this will be no problem yeah and she'll be so mad that she's gonna like declare war about it or whatever yeah murphy's gonna be like well if clark has told lexa anything about me because we are friends apparently <laughs> she would know that i wouldn't do that i simply would not he, he just he shouldn't have been revealing his plan like mm-hmm. i guess it's it's important for us for the purpose of the narrative that we know that this is his plan mm-hmm. because we can't read his mind but it's also like we have to have been told this so that we know what his plan was when it fails yeah so he shoots at her but she dodges it and 
and his aim is so bad. And I was like, has he ever used a gun? Probably not. <laughs> this is probably his first time using a yeah. gun. That's why his aim is so bad. That's a very good point because like uh, grounders have a like moral obligation or a moral objection to using, using guns. guns because it's a mountain man weapon. Yeah. So Lexa walks in and catches a bullet. Oh, uh, what do you think she came in here for? Round two or? Uh, I probably just, just to like to say goodbye. Yeah. Or, or she also could have heard because he starts shooting before. Oh, right. Uh, she comes in. But if you hear shot, if you hear gunshots in a room, you're not coming in like, like you got like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's completely fair. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I think she's just going to come and like help her gather her things. And, yeah, yeah. Cause like, it's, again. it's just moments after Clark comes in. Imagine. So it, like Lex is probably like, it took her a little bit longer to get dressed or whatever. And she like followed her yeah. in to like say goodbye and stuff. Imagine. Or like the- walk her out even to like, she was probably going to walk her to Octavia. Yeah. Imagine the egg on Titus's face <laughs> when Clark walks into her room with Lexa. Right. <laughs> and Titus is like, waha. Oh no. <laughs> just kidding. Um, um I don't what? have a gun behind my back and yeah. I just thought you wanted this sky crew Lexa person was- to take with you. <gasps> Otherwise we have to kill him. I I was I delivered him you're welcome. to you. Lexa would be like, Titus, listen, I've let you do a lot of things, but you're fired, man. Yeah. You're fired, dude. This is uh, this is too much. So Titus is like, oh no. <laughs> so and and I had that theory earlier this season that like Shade Hedda's flamekeeper killed him, and so then his then the flamekeeper had to like kill himself or something like mm-hmm. that. And so that was like part of my head canon was that since Titus accidentally killed Lexa, that he had to kill himself because of like the dishonor or whatever. Yes. So that that's just a head canon of mine. I agree. So they get her to the bed and Clark tries to stop the bleeding and it's so visceral seeing all of that black blood. It's really interesting. Yeah. So Titus goes to get the flamekeeper tin thing and like you said, he's just like basically given up and is like, oh, you know what? My bad. And like just like he immediately it. doesn't even do anything. Yeah. Like that's his first move is getting the tin and like the scalpel and stuff to like cut open the back of her neck. He's not helping Clark in any way yeah. to stop the bleeding or like being apologetic. Like he does in end up asking for forgiveness but his first move is to like prep to take the flame out it's probably because they don't really have doctors or like medical people at all you know in this like, like well, i, mean, I imagine they have healers like a little bit you know like i think Nico potentially yeah is, like partially like that and um like anya has to bring in clark to like help her you know what i mean that's true they don't so i wonder but if i maybe... also i guess it's like I don't know though. Like I wish they don't really cover that. And they like, should have like a royal medical person. Yeah, it's just that like I wonder if maybe it's like his nature to just like give up and like not even think to, to right. save them because like just that just doesn't happen here. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, we save. I don't know. It's weird. It's like maybe if it's just like tis a scratch. Then it's kind of like a, oh, take care of the thing. But like, this is really bad. So he's like, there's no possible way. It's just just very strange that that that's not a skill that someone would have like honed and passed down Mm -hmm. because that's an essential skill to like keeping people alive. Yeah. Because it makes sense though, because they are like super wowed by like Clark and Abby's like medical abilities, especially in the first like three seasons. Yeah. So like you said, he asks for her forgiveness and she gets him to promise to never try and hurt Clark again. Serve the next as you served me. She assumes that it's going to be Aiden. I will never be over what happens to Aiden. It's deeply tragic. Clark tells her not to give up. And she's like, oh, my spirit will live on. And Clark's like, I won't let you die. And <laughs> Lex is like, not sure how you're going to stop me. I'm going to do it. I There's literally nothing you can do to save me at this point. She says the next com- 
commander will protect you. And she's like, I don't want that random Aiden kid. I want you. In fact, that kind of makes me uncomfortable that you're in there. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bit weird. Like, be thinking about it. And then Murphy's just sitting in the back like, buh, what's <laughs> going on? So Octavia sees that Clark hasn't come and is disappointed, but Indra came and like, that's good. And so they walk away as badass. Right. So Titus starts the ritual and Lexa makes sure that Clark is there with her. And she says, my fight is over. And Clark's like, no. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Um, and she says, life is about more than just surviving. Because she lived when she was with Clark. Mm-hmm. You know, she was just surviving when she was Clark. Exactly. But when she was with Clark, she was living. <laughs> and so Clark does the Traveler's Blessing. And... You know, it's been years since Lexa died, but I'll still cry when somebody tearfully does the Traveler's Blessing. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's, uh, it's devastating. Yeah. Like, it's such a, it's such a good, because we've seen it delivered only in, like, these moments of, like, heartbreak and anguish in the, in the past. And so it's a, it's a good staple for this is something that means something to my like culture and religion and you mean something to me very deeply and I'm going to give you this before you pass away because you mean something to me and Mm -hmm. this is how I can express that in this very dire time. And so Murphy somehow now untethered is like, hey, what's the tea over here? Like he's like not tied up in the (laughs) the chair anymore. I'm like, who untied him? Like it seems like they've been there for a while. Like it seems like maybe, like Clark has been with Lexa so the only person who could have untied him was Titus. Right. Who was like, hey, maybe he can do something. I don't know. You have have extra hands. And so but, like, no one, no one's helping Clark at this point. Like, yeah. no one's doing anything to, like, stitch her wound up or, like, yeah. carterize the wound or... It's because Titus has given up and Murphy feels like there's already too many cooks in the kitchen and he'd probably just mess it up. But, like, Murphy later <laughs> helps Abby with some stuff. That's So true. I have, like, so many, like, medical Murphy headcanons that, like, never get delivered on it's because abby gave him instructions though like clark isn't even like that's true you know not that i want to put this on clark because she's obviously very busy and, and like distraught and like but if clark had asked him to do something he probably would have like yeah. he saw how dire the situation the situation yeah. was you know like he does it later so, like he, he probably yeah. would have done it mm-hmm. um but he's like just kind of standing there and clark like leans down and kisses her on the mouth and he's like oh my like the, the drama here is immaculate <laughs> he's like hang on a minute i didn't know this <laughs> i was, didn't even know i didn't know this was a thing so lexa dies clark cries and titus is like move i gotta do a thing (laughs) i remember the other thing i was gonna bring up flops her over like a pop tart (laughs) i know (laughs) um like a flapjack (laughs) the other thing i was gonna mention is that clark's like oh my god i need help i need help right and as soon as like titus like grabs her and everything at the very end of the episode and is like uh and he says something in trig or whatever and two guards are like hi i'm like you two were just like standing out here and all your uh you didn't come in and help like hello you didn't like they probably came in with lexa you know because like they weren't there when clark was there i assume Mm -hmm. or else they would have heard like the gunshots and stuff but i'm like when did you guys show up because you probably showed up with Lexa. Yeah. What kind of trash guards are you that you're just going to sit out there? You're just standing out there not listening to the gunshots and the, like, anguish that's going on in here? Yeah. So Titus is like, mm, get out of the way. And Murphy's like, hey, Clark, uh, let's let's go. Uh, this seems like a really good time for us to escape. And Clark's like, no. <laughs> I'm not interested in that right now. So they watch the ritual. We see the infinity symbol on her neck and how there's, like, a scar down the middle. And so that, of course, uh, will transition to the final flashback scene. And then lastly, Titus opens opens the scar and Clark and Murphy are just horrified by yeah, this. Yeah, just like um, completely baffled by what's going on. And so the flame like leaves with its weird tendrils and it leaves by itself as it, well. Like, it's crawls just, like, out. I go. That's why I said it was it crawls out like a little spider. Yeah, it gets out its 
itself grows. And so Titus says the thing and it goes back into itself. And Murphy realizes that it's an AI because he has seen the chip. Yep. And so he's like, oh my God, it's an AI. And Titus is like, no, you idiot. It's the spirit of the commander, you dumbass. Like, why are you so stupid? <laughs> and Murphy's also, like, Murphy's Murphy's like, like I don't care for this guy. Murphy's like, bro, I've been telling you this whole time that they're the same thing. Yeah. Like, it's the spirit of commander is also an AI. Like, I don't know what you, yeah. I don't know what you think it is, but it's also this. Murphy. Like, th- there's an overlap that you're clearly ignoring. Yeah, Murphy, like, turns to Clark and is like, I don't like this guy. And Clark's like, bro, me neither. Me this guy sucks. I can't stand him. Um, So he puts the flame back in the little box and he brings in the guards who should have done something before now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, all right, well, the commander's dead. So let's do a new conclave. Uh, May her spirit choose wisely. And I like this actually, because ultimately the next person who the flame goes into is Clark. Yeah. And then Murphy and Clark are locked in Clark's room with Lexa's blood just like chilling there and Clark's like mm, something happened to me mm-hmm. something happened to me within the last half an hour it's also the first thing we hear Lexa say too aside from like my my fight is not over and stuff one of the first things that we hear her say is I told you my spirit would choose wisely yeah and it went into Clark yeah genius <laughs> but I love that like Clark and Murphy are now just like locked in this room together and Murphy's like <laughs> hey I've been trapped a lot recently it's nice to see you what have you been up to <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, do you want to catch up on the last, like, six months or whatever? Yeah. Four months? <laughs> however long we've been apart? Most of that time I was in a bunker, but it was pretty cool. I learned some stuff. Yeah. I, I could tell you about it. And Clark's like, I killed a panther. <laughs> yeah, Clark's like, I killed a panther. Murphy's like, I have a girlfriend now. And Clark's like, same. Well, <laughs> not anymore. And <sighs> Murphy's like, oh, no. Yikes. We have to laugh or we'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to move into segments. Uh, my first segment is the post-apocalyptic Sasquatch, which is our favorite line award. And mine, of course, goes to Murphy for... She's a computer program, but I get that's hard for you to grasp considering you pray to garbage. <laughs> Iconic. Ingenious. Mine really doesn't fit the uh, the icon of Sasquatch, mm-hmm. but I did pick one from Lexa, which is... You right, Clark. Life is about more than just survival. But yeah, your the Murphy line is just so that is it's the the it's like the titular it truly is the apocalyptic Sasquatch exactly yes, yes. It is. exactly because when I started that segment like years ago it mm-hmm. was basically for Murphy and yeah you know or because, sometimes Jasper because he said funny funny stuff like this yeah and um this is exactly it's filling filling the the role. Yeah. And um, I just went with the one I went with because uh, I felt like it was necessary for this episode. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My uh, segment is, what is Sam shipping the most? It's obviously Clexa. Like, it come on. It's, Imagine it's if you're just like, if I, mm, Titus and <laughs> Titus and Murphy. No. <laughs> it's very clearly Clexa. Um, Clexa meant a lot to me as a uh, queer person who was figuring out that I was, like, able to tell people that I was queer at this time. And then my other segment is, Robin's Murphy moment, which is really going to shine in season one. Um, <laughs> there is no Bellamy in this episode, but uh, Murphy has been reunited with one of the other main cast members, which is nice to see. So it's a Bellamy adjacent sort of. It's a, it's it's leading up to yeah. some Bellamy content eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, please, if you're so inclined, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much to our lovely roommates Brittany and Emily for their cooperation and respect while we recorded this podcast. They hang out in our uh, in their rooms like little angels. Yes, and thank you to my dog for this is the most chill that he's ever been during a podcast. Yeah, we uh, didn't recording. have to. We didn't have to put him in the puppy pen. Yeah, he, j- he just nap. Uh, if you're a fan of Riverdale, we talk about that show too. Um, we are. <laughs> when does this come?
come out? Uh, hold on. When this comes out, I think when this comes out, we will either be just finishing season five mm-hmm. or just about, to, like, either just about to finish season five or we will have finished season five. <laughs> what a thing we do over there. But we have an episode for every single episode of Riverdale, so it's insane. We are nearing a hundred episodes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre. If you guys are looking for more podcasts, you don't have to watch Riverdale to listen to our podcast and you're, and the backlog is enormous. <laughs> yeah. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we'd like to talk about that show too. We are almost also completely caught up on that. We only have one more episode left and um, then we're just going to be waiting for season four. Uh, I think it's one of our most underrated podcasts, yeah. so I think you should check it out. Uh, if you're a fan of Lost, we talk about that show too. Um, we are in the back half of season three. It is our longest, most big brain podcast. Uh, we have guests over there and it is spoiler free with a spoiler section at the end. So if you want to watch along with us for the first time, I urge you to because it's one of the best shows of all time. And uh, also this show that we're talking about right now is heavily influenced by it. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's fun to sort of watch those come together. You and know? see the, see the, where the roots of yeah. what happens on The 100 come from. You can follow The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. But we're mostly on Twitter and Tumblr, and Robin makes gifts of our favorite lines over, over there. So if you want um, Murphy saying, you pray to garbage, uh, keep an eye that out. That will eventually be there. Uh, like I said earlier, our Patreon is patreon.com slash The Aficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because it is expensive what we do and the amount of work that goes into all of these is significant so we'd really appreciate that we try and make it special over there yeah um my personal favorite is the ten dollar one which is where Mm -hmm. we have our patreon only podcast you do get all of the rewards underneath that Mm -hmm. if you join the ten dollar one and you also get the backlog of all of the episodes that we've already put out of okay love you hi so Mm -hmm. i think it's worth it and um we've put out like 12 episodes so far yeah so we, we hope that you like it yeah you can follow me on Twitter at, at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. Um, the next episode is episode 308. It is Terms and Conditions. It comes out to the public on November 24th, um, but it'll be on Patreon on November 17th. Um, and that's going to be our last episode of the year. We were planning on taking the <laughs> we were planning on taking all of 2022 to get through season three. Mm-hmm. Um, but we since we aren't gonna have any stranger things to uh to do, uh we're I think going to record them faster faster and closer together and so we you might be getting them a little bit more frequently more frequently as well and that way we'll be able to move on to season two faster because we don't necessarily want to spend the next four years four talking years, about yeah. the hundred <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna try and potentially get those out faster to you uh starting next year but this episode comes out on November 24th. And so. we will be taking a Christmas hiatus yes. because no one wants to talk about Lincoln dying over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.